Greetings, Padawans, and welcome to the archives. Here to unlock this holocron is the man of the hour, Jedi Master Sotiko. The intro, buddy. Um, if you need to pull up the script, it's in the Discord. It's uh, the same document as always, but nice and easy. Okay, um, this and that, welcome to Mr. Shrek, guys. This is the brilliance of Star Wars, that's the topic? Pretty much, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the brilliance of Star Wars. Okay. I am ready. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Archives Podcast. Today, we're basically talking about the brilliance of Star Wars. We're going over the greats, the worst. We're basically just talking on Star Wars, having fun. Your boy Sotico, Van Seal. I know I've been running wild. It's your boy Fred. He's back at it again. I've been sick for a little bit, you know, so I've been kind of off here and there, but uh, we are back, you know. How are you doing, guys? I'm doing as well as a as one of those wells that they dig up in those fake like jungle videos, you know, where they be digging out oh, entire yeah. houses and swimming pools and stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those fake videos, <laughs> man. That's how well I'm doing. Okay, cool. That's cool. how well I'm doing. How you doing, Van Seal? Everything good? I'm doing great. Just gonna give you a simple answer and say great. No crazy weird <laughs> analogy about fake wells in Africa or videos or I don't know what that was, but I'm just doing great. That's good too, you know. I'm glad you're doing great. So <laughs> today we're yeah, like Fred said, today we're gonna be talking about some of the more brilliant things in Star Wars. But before we do that, we're gonna kick things off with a segment that you guys loved from last week's podcast. We're gonna do some more this or that essentially it's just would you rather you pick two things from within the universe of star wars and you pit them against each other uh for example last week we had would you rather have natalie portman or kira knightley play padme amdalala and a lot of people were leaning kira knightley but obviously we got to give our credit to the goat got to give our credits to the goat padme amdalala being played by natalie portman fred since you're new to the this or that did you want to kick things off okay uh let's uh, we can do the first one uh which trilogy has the best effects special effects specifically uh what are you thinking do we do let's do uh the luke trilogy or the ray trilogy what do we think you want to still do the this or that first or are we skipping the special effects that's just this uh, or that. Oh, I, I didn't realize. I thought we were doing like uh, for the special effects. So what we're no, doing is like a this or that. Yeah, that works. Um, because they were like groundbreaking and innovative, I would easily pick the original trilogy because everything effect wise that they were doing, they were literally coming up with on the fly as they were doing it. Yeah and between camera shots between practical effects special effects they were creating the equipment that they needed to actually do those effects so 
in terms of just like better i think you have to take that value into account um because they were creating things that didn't exist before to make these effects whereas the effects used in the sequels have probably been around for decades now and they're starting to use so, them. yeah so rather than like it's, going somewhere... it's interesting to say that because now that i think about it it's like the sequel trilogy didn't that's like the one thing that the sequel trilogy never did was it never added any like they never brought any new element of special effects to cinema because the original trilogy obviously did a ton even the prequel trilogy um i would say was like i mean i remember in like some of my cinema textbooks you know attack of the clones was just a milestone because it was like one of the first like high budget films where like the entire thing is filmed using just everything's green screen yep obviously mm. you know that's kind of frowned upon these days because now there's better ways to do it but it's like it, it started the whole like we can put the actors in the actual location and obviously it's better now with um with the way they filmed mandalorian and i just thought yeah. it was interesting so, you know, the sequel trilogy didn't really bring any new innovative way to you know for storytelling yeah i will say it's not part of the sequels but rogue one was the first usage of deep faking with uh tarkin yeah peter cushing Tarkin. yeah and that, i thought that looked great i mean i was i was in the theaters i was blown away i didn't think it looked too good on leia um probably just because we all know when you know we have our face burned in our memories i'm not mad about tarkin, it. it it was i wasn't either yeah. but i think tarkin looked much better i think tarkin looked much better tarkin I, I, it, looked sick. it felt it felt like leia was added in last minute because yeah. Tarkin had multiple roles. I mean, I mean, they had close-up shots of him, far, uh, you know, um, extreme close-up shots. Um, but Tarkin, I mean, looked fantastic. And you can tell, obviously, you can tell it's not real, but it was like, it looked damn good. It looked pretty good. And I remember when that came out, there was a lot of question about ethics on whether or not, you know, is that okay to do? You know, can we just start bringing back dead actors to, you know, put them in movies you know is that, is that is that something that you know should be discussed so it definitely it started an interesting conversation around it i mean i think i think it depends on the use i'm not going to say it is it is or isn't ethical i think it just it depends on the case by case because it is such an extreme example you can't really just make a law about it over one or two uh you know one or two times it's been used because i mean they did that what back in the 80s with the crow mm -hmm. remember when uh uh was it bruce uh not bruce lee uh what was his son not Jet. Um, Jet Li. Jet Li, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. Jet Li? Mm-hmm. Um, the one that, uh, yeah, so he died, and, like, they had to film the rest of the movie. I mean, granted, he was wearing face paint the whole time, so I think it was a little bit, a little bit easier, but they still had to do that. Yeah. Um, but when they did the deep faking for Leia in episode 9, couldn't tell. Couldn't tell it wasn't her. And then when they yeah. did Young Leia and Young Luke again, it was looked... Brandon. Sorry, sorry, I didn't want to control. It's Brandon, Brandon Lee, not Jelly. Yeah. Brandon Lee, yeah. Jelly's still alive. It was Brandon. I just want to make sure, yeah. But they looked terrific in episode nine. And then, for whatever yeah, reason, just didn't look good in Mandalorian. But deep faking, like, do you think it's going to continue to evolve? Or do you think no. it's kind of like peaking where it's at? I don't think it's peaking where it's at. I think it can. I think it can be better. The problem with deep faking is, like, there's a okay. So when you see something that's like, unless you just live under a rock, if you see something that's being deep faked, 
there is a reason it's being deep faked. Mm-hmm. Whether that actor is too old for the role, whether the actor's passed away, there's there's a reason. They don't just do it just to do it. So like, you know, pivoting over to like Marvel, for example, the, the Spider-Man movie that came out like a year ago or two years ago, um, Thomas Hayden Church is the actor that played the Sandman um, in Sam Raimi's uh, Spider-Man 3. They had to reuse the same scenes from that movie and change them just a little bit because if you look at the actor this, these days, he's he's aged. He's, he's way too old to play the same role he did like you know yeah. 15 plus. Um, so they had to reuse the same footage from that movie. Um, so that doesn't really count as deep faking. But what the point I'm trying to get is, if there's a character that they're trying to reuse and they're deep faking it, I feel like my brain immediately goes to, okay, well, there's a reason they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd much rather see a newer character. Um, a good example would be young Han Solo. I thought he did fantastic. I want to see more of young Han Solo because it's a different take on the character. It's a different way that characters performed. Um, but it still feels like the character too, because he's doing such a good job. Yeah. And it doesn't have to feel exactly like it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't be like copy Harrison Ford. Like that's already huge. You know what I mean? Like that's one of the greatest actors of all time. Mm -hmm. And like, how do you do that? But he did it in a way where it's like he 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 did it and he had his own spin on it. So, I mean, I don't think deep faking has peaked. I think it definitely can get better. I just think that, like I said earlier, I don't think you can say when or when not to use it. I just think that you have to look at you have to look at all outcomes of using it because I definitely don't think it's the right answer most of the time. I would much I would much rather see Han, Luke and Leia get recasted instead of them just being deep faked. Obviously, they've improved, right? Like in the Mandalorian season one, season two, that looks way better in season two. Um, oh no, I'm sorry, season yeah, two, Book, Book of Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Book of Boba. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah, season two to Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, it looks way better. Fake fan. Um, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'll wear the fake fan shirt proudly. <laughs> um, it's uh. I, I just want to see him recast at this point. You know what I mean? Like, like we already know who the character is. Like, we all know it, deep down in our hearts and our minds. When we think of Luke, we think of Mark Hamill. We think of Return of the Jedi, Episode Three, to New Hope. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not going away. That's, that's the discussion point. Because Han's a supporting character. Leia's a supporting character. It's the main character. Can they recast a main character? That's the I believe tough they can. One. I believe they totally can. How many? Okay, quick question. I mean, again, not trying to pivot away from Star Wars, but it feels like every time I go to the movies to watch a Batman movie, it's a different guy playing Batman. Yeah, but I would also say it's a different. It's a different universe. It's a different right. Correct. Even there's within a universe, even within timelines, yeah. they have multiple Batmans. I get that, but when I go to the movie theater to watch a Batman movie. I know what Batman looks like. I know what Batman's supposed to be like. The mm-hmm. idea, the character, the personification of Batman. Like, everybody understands that. Um, and I feel like with some of these main characters, like Luke, like, we know how Luke is supposed to act, and we especially know how he's not supposed to act thanks to The Last Jedi. So, like, we already, I feel like we have this image and this idea of what and who Luke Skywalker is. Mm-hmm. If you just put a different person in the suit and in the boots, 
they just have to act and you know do as best they can. It's like okay, yeah, he played his he played Luke. He he filled the role. I mean, he's an act. This is an actor filling a role. So, to you know, <laughs> and that's that's the funny thing. It's like in Book of Boba, Luke sounded great. Okay, his movements were great. His acting was great. Yeah. The only thing that we didn't get to see was the person's actual face, and I'm like, dude, like, I get it. It looks like Luke, but that guy could also look like luke the guy did look like luke too exactly so yeah. at the end of the day it's like you know is, is it that is it that does that ruin your experience the fact that it's not the guy because we already know it's not, like that's the interesting thing that i can't wrap my head around we all know it's not mark hamill mm-hmm. right we all know it's not him we're, we're, we're literally lying to ourselves i know it's, it's kind of like drinking a pepsi that's in a Pepsi bottle, Coca-Cola glass. Yeah, <laughs> I don't give a damn. It's tough. That's where that's that's what I'm saying. That's like, where it gets tough. And we all know. We all know it's not Mark Hamill. Just it like we all like know Hamill. that it's not. It looks Man- like Mark Hamill. Not Mando. And it's not Mark Hamill. But the second they get rid of the deep fake, and we we can see even we can see the thing we already know. That's when people get upset. I'm no, like, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. That's exactly. when that shit happens. Because with Mando, we know it's not Pedro under the mask but it is his yeah. voice yeah so i'm like I, I that's why that's why i don't understand like why people have such an issue with deepfakes if they want to use it great i don't think it's the right answer all the time but like i said i'd rather see someone just get recasted at that point because if we already know it's not them it sounds like them he moves like them but the second you take the fake mask off that we all know is fake that's everyone has problems so I'm like that makes literally no sense like we're just lying to ourselves as we're watching this which is kind of interesting I think you just have to, at this rate, they're not going to recast Luke because they've done the deep fakes. You never know. That's what, no, only with Luke. They could drop a Luke, Leia, Han movie. It'll be Alden, Eidenreich. It'll be uh, what whoever they get to play it's Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Fisher's daughter. He's I don't his, think she looks like her. That's just me, though. She can. I think she, she could. And she already played a character. A... So on screen kind of semi semi not that important but also she's always on the screen in the sequels like okay. m- more than she should be and then for Luke they've deep faked them already so that's going to be the expectation moving forward i mean they can they can it's they could change it honestly they can change it they can i think they can recast Luke i definitely think they could and I, I think I think I think you there's so much opportunity for a recast because if you're so fixated on a deep fake, you're immediately putting yourself in a box. Because while deep fakes do like like for example, Tarkin's role I think is a perfect example of what a deep fake should and could be. It's for a role where it doesn't involve any action. This is a guy he's talking, you got medium shots, close-up shots, extreme close-up shots. Like he's just talking. He's just there to exist. And we're, like his the presence of his character is real. Mm-hmm. For someone like Luke, um, that means no combat, no crazy movements, like because it's gonna be harder on the editing team. So you're 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 already putting yourself in a box by deep faking, and it's like, well. There's just a lot of things that are going to be much harder to do. And here's the thing. If you do end up pulling them off, they're not going to look very good. No, because yeah. It's not going to be natural. So, recast. You can do whatever you want with the character now. I know we've talked about it, but, like, that's the dude. 
I know we've talked about it. It's in Discord. Yeah. Um, it looks. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, he looks so much like Mark Hamill. I like, know. What did the deep fake even do? I think. What did he even add to that? You like, re- let him play it. You recast. Let him play you it. use that guy, yeah. and you use AI to just alter the voice. Because that's easy. Yeah. That's exactly what well, they, they did, did, anyways. They did that with Maul. Yeah. Because Ray Park is a very squeaky voice, so I mean, like they had a, they had Sam Witwer do the Maul voice in Solo, and I want. But they had Ray Park do the body. Next, this or that, man. Star Killer, Canon, or leave him in Legends. Canon, easy. Next question. Canon, but watered down. Yeah, that's why I'm like they drop a Canon version of Star Killer, or you leave it how he is as in the video game. I'm gonna be honest, bro. Like, even if they made him super overpowered and like, and like canon, I wouldn't care because like, we're, we should be done with that like stuff already. Like, once once that Star Killer comes into that like era of Star Wars, like we should not be asking any more questions about like what happens in those that era of Star Wars, bro. Because like we're done with that. Move on to the next series, you know. That's how I feel about it personally. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the, one of the problems that disney has is they feel and this is like probably like this is probably like a marvel syndrome that they have going on but like i feel like they have the need to make everything connected yeah which i don't think it needs to be if they want to make a star killer show like i said he has to be watered down but the reason i'm saying he's watered down is because everything they're doing has to be connected for some reason i don't Mm -hmm. agree with that they can make a star wars show it exists sure it exists in their disney timeline okay but guess what? It doesn't have to have a direct impact on anything else that they do. It doesn't have to, know, And they no. could just say, hey, legend show. Have a good time. Enjoy it. It doesn't have to be a legend show. It's just, it's just so easy. It's, just, it's literally just don't connect the dots. Like, yeah. I feel like when they're writing these scripts, they're like, okay, I got to take this idea from Book of Boba and Mando and Episode 7, and we're going to... We're going to uh, cross-reference and, and meet here at the crossroads. And I'm just like, just write a story and just say, oh, it happens between episode five and six. That way we have background context of what the galaxy is going through right now. And then just don't introduce characters that can connect your story. Just heaven forbid you make original characters here. I mean, like, my God. The issue with that, though, the, the issue with that original characters thing is there's so many characters that people love that they'd love to get some sort of service, like a Kyle Katarn, a Dash Rendar. Those two in and of itself, a Mara Jade, they could have, and I'm not just naming it, Gwigo characters. It's because I'm playing Shadows of the Empire right now. I think those kind of characters have such a good story that could be enfolded into canon, but it doesn't need to connect anything. It, they don't. They don't. And, and that, again, I think that's just a byproduct of them doing Marvel because, like, every time you watch a Marvel movie where it's like a solo, like, it's like the Captain America 2 or Iron Man 3, like, when, whenever the hero of the movie is in danger, you're like, where's the other Avengers at? What are they doing? It's like, and then they have to go and explain what they were doing on, on, on this very day, this very second. It's like, look, the galaxy's huge, okay? Not everything has to revolve around the Skywalker saga believe it or not um people can go to the grocery store and not have to have their own spin-off show about it it's like yeah. people can go and do things they have the freedom to 
do stuff. It, it doesn't have to be like everyone has to bump into each other. It's not like uh, Dash Rendar is like, oh shit, I have to show up for a Book of Boba episode two uh, in three hours, and then I gotta hop over to Ahsoka show for. It's like they don't have to do that. They have mm-hmm. their own stuff they can do, and it doesn't have to be connected. But this this need of everything being connected, I feel like, just really just it, it almost one it makes things seem super convenient, and two, it's just like I don't know, it just. It just feels weird. It's like, we're in a, I mean, now we're in two galaxies, thanks to the Ahsoka show. We're in two galaxies, and yet people are still bumping into each other. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And so I weird. get it. I get it from both perspectives as a fan. I think it's nice having things in order. But as a production company, there's probably a lot of pressure that goes into that. Where yeah. Yeah, obviously. Like the higher ups are just saying, make everything connected, so it feels like you're invested in this grand scheme of a story, and it's like, yeah. And we've had particular episodes of like Clone Wars, where they made an episode just to make something in like Empire Strikes Back make sense. Like, well, why is that there? Oh, this is why. And I get that. So it's probably pressure intensive as well, having to make sure everything is in canonical order. Um, but luckily they have the right guys, you know, on top of that kind of stuff, because not a lot of things are getting retconned these days. Not a lot of things are getting, um, overwritten where Kylo's scar, man, that's, that's legends anyways. That's legends anyways, (laughs) but just goes from here to here. And I'm like, okay, cut himself shaving, bro. It's, It's been a year. Come on. No, it wasn't. It was it was five minutes. <laughs> Listen, those movies don't make sense. They they definitely but don't. I'm I'm with you guys. I think we could do a canon version of Star Killer, watered down, overpowered, whatever you want to do, and it does or it doesn't have to make sense. We've made cases for both in previous episodes. Like, if you want to make Star Killer the galactic powerful figure right here, right now, before the sequels take place you can do it if you want to make star killer die in a accident on mortis before empire strikes back happens you can do it like there's tons of things that you can do um but i do think not only the actor but the fans deserve having one of their favorite characters in canon but yeah to your point van steel i get it everything doesn't need to be explained a certain type of way do you have a, a this or that for us van seal uh yeah i do okay so okay so my this or that is would you rather have a remaster updated version not a remake remaster of every star wars game before Disney purchased Star Wars. Remaster. Okay. Okay. Like Rogue, Rogue, Rogue Squadron, Jedi Knight, uh, Dark Forces, all that stuff. Have those remastered and never get another new Star Wars game ever again. Or vice versa. Never get to play the old stuff, but we're going to get new stuff coming forward. Are we talking like yeah. the gameplay mechanics are even updated? Or is it just visuals? Uh, Visuals, like gameplay all that so basically pre-disney so basically do you want to keep the new battlefront games and get rid of all the old stuff and then hope 
we get new stuff in the future or get rid of the two new battlefront games jedi survivor mm -hmm. fallen order and keep all the old stuff remastered Probably, which, which would you rather have i take the old stuff back because they're just better stories okay yeah fred um new stuff honestly like uh i think i think they need to bring out some new games man like we need some new content like <clears throat> uh jedi survivor is cool but like that's just like one game you know like star Wars is such a big franchise and they're slacking on the gaming front uh, very much so yeah yeah i, so I would risk not being able to play the old stuff again if it meant that we got some new content and it was good content, you know? Some of the old stuff we can't play right now. That's the interesting thing. Yeah. Are, that we, is true. are, are we talking Rogue like. Squadron, Rogue Squadron, we can't play those games right now because uh, the, the development team, Factor 5, uh, yeah. still has some of the rights, but they're like dissolved. So, like, the, the game's in a weird limbo state. I think you can play the Nintendo 64 Rogue Squadron, but the Rogue Squadron 2 and 3 um you cannot play or buy online at the moment they are like there's a couple star wars games that are like that where they're just like lost in the ether because of licensing purposes are we talking like keep the new stuff all the old stuff men in black boom doesn't exist anymore yeah we got rid of it it's like it's gone you can't play it ever again you okay um saying would you rather play the old or the new and the old stuff would obviously get remastered Cal Kestis doesn't mean that much to me. And Cal that... Kestis is the modern Kyle Katarn, and he's not a very good Kyle Katarn, in my opinion. Mm. If you think about it, if you think about it. No, 100%, I agree with you. Survivor, in my opinion, sucked. Survivor sucked. I didn't buy it. I think so. Fallen Order was sick. I think it was Fallen such Order a good, was good game. Yep. Survivor sucked. I think this new Battlefront, I'll be honest, is better than the okay. original. Yep, but it wasn't like that at release, though. It was, for the first year, they they spent rebuilding the game because of so much backlash they received, so. Of course. Yeah, they had to basically build the game twice. And I, I where it's at, I like it. Yeah. Um, Even my girlfriend, not the biggest Star Wars fan, she enjoys it. Um where the old one it was nice but nostalgically it doesn't hold up that well gameplay is okay but the story it's just revenge of the sith um that revenge of the sith game though was pretty fun yeah that's why i'm saying if i could keep these battlefronts get rid of jedi survivors and have everything from 20 17 backwards i would but it's tough for me to give up battlefront because it's kind of like all we got right now whereas that's that then that that's why i for me i'm picking the old stuff because for that reason it's like that's all we have it's like yeah and if we're Disney getting remastered too, all i yeah. want all i want is a kotor with decent gameplay because kotor's gameplay sucks but the story is great I mean, I, I like that that D and D style gameplay, but but yeah, for for those that don't like it, I can understand. Like, it's it's not traditional. It's it's very. Uh, it, 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 I mean, they made it like it's D and D, so it's like I, I totally get that. Um, but yeah, I feel like like I feel like back then, man, like during the GameCube days, like the early to mid two thousands, is we were at prime Star Wars gaming. Like for we had sure, 
so many different types of games. Even like, Jedi Knight Academy was, trilogy, bro. Dude, Academy is. I was, dude. I begged so my good. dad like every weekend to rent it from Hollywood <laughs> Video, and yeah. at a certain point, he just bought it for me for the Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> it's like I'm tired of driving down here. Just take it. Yeah. I think it was Nintendo 64. It might have been Xbox, but... It was Xbox for Academy, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then it was for the original Xbox. And shout out to him, because that game was sick. Like, you got to customize your lightsaber in, like, 2002, dude. You can't even... Different forms, different styles of fighting, too. You couldn't even do that in Cal's uh, first game, Fallen Order. I know, man. Is that crazy? Different blade length, different types of blade... Yep. If you made your blade heavy, it would hit harder. If you made it light, it would hit softer, but you can move quicker. And in another game, Star Wars Bounty Hunter, bro. Bounty Hunter. Um, if you want some solo player content. And then for those that are RTS fans, because they don't even make a lot of RTS games anymore, we had Empire at War. Yeah. Which is fun. It really is yeah. fun. It's like Halo Wars. Yep. Um, yep. RTS also. Star Wars Pod Racer. Pod Racer is a goat, man. The goat. The Obi Wan Kenobi game's not terrible, but Revenge of the Sith is sick. Star, Star Fighter's pretty bad. Star Wars Star Fighter's kind of bad, but still a Star Wars game at the end of the day, so you still play it. A remastered uh, Shadows of the Empire would be fire. Oh boy, man. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, all these games were just like. I, and you know, if you look back on those games, the level design is basic as hell. Like some of the levels are literally like go around this corner, go around that corner, go around this corner. That's it. But those games worked. Mm-hmm. Those games really, really worked. And like, you know, and they all led from one thing to another. So like Shadows of the Empire, like that little Hoth section in the beginning of the game, that's actually what caused us to have Rogue Squadron. Mm-hmm. They were like, dude, this Hoth thing with the snow speeder and the walkers. We need to make a game that's just this. And then we get the Rogue Squadron trilogy. Obviously, the first two games are a little bit better than the third. But to today's standards, yeah, like the quality of Battlefront 2 today is really good, right? Like, don't get me wrong. I I like it, but I'm just like, I will gladly give up Battlefront 2 to get all the old stuff back. Because the old stuff was just like, like I said, peak prime Star Wars gaming. Yeah, I and if we're talking remasters, why. like they're just gonna make the old Battlefront two look like the I, current one, I, anyways. So I just don't get why we don't have more now. Like we have, we have less now than we. And it's just crazy. And Star Wars is arguably much bigger now because you know mm-hmm. Disney bought the IP and they're putting a ton of money into it. But it just, it's just weird to me that we just don't have like those type of games and it almost feels like every time we get excited that a new star wars game gets announced like two three years later it's like oh it's canceled big change it feels like that's that's been the trend that's been the trend for the last 10 years big spanner in the works for this one though you pick the old games galaxy of heroes is gone oh that's gonna that that means i'm gonna be a lot richer (laughs) (laughs) i'm fine with that I'm fine with this getting rid of this game that's consuming my life for the last eight years. <laughs> that's fine. And let's uh we'll transition now to talking about Galaxy of Heroes. This is the Squigo sector. So yeah. Van Seal and Fred, this is all you guys. I'll be here to answer any questions and add commentary, but this is you guys. So what's new in Galaxy of Heroes? Well we got the new raid. That's probably the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um 
A new light side bundle. New light oh, side bundle, yeah. New new way for players to get caught up for twenty bucks, which I'm one hundred percent purchasing. By the way, I mean it's I'm I'm not I'm not for spending on this game, but I mean like if you're gonna catch up, this is like your. It's not even is... like I don't even see it as catch up. I see it as time saving. Mm. Because I I yeah. twenty dollars, yeah. I'm gonna save huh? six months of my life from farming Kara fucking Dune, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm saving easy six six to nine months of my life for twenty dollars. Plus, yeah, you know it's not even. I, I'm a content creator. I get paid for literally. I'm being paid right now by Amazon, by Google, just for being live. Um, I like to put my earnings back into it, and this is me doing it so yeah no it totally makes sense i mean lightspeed bundles are great i think they're they're good for the game they're healthy for the game yeah yeah people that bitch about them too bad kick rocks like i don't know what i just want to say this real quick about it this is like this is not like me going at him because i still think it's good i just think it's funny that uh beskar armor mando cost 20 bucks and kylo like supreme leader kylo cost 10. that's hilarious to me yeah, well, we'll, we'll see saying, if you're still laughing when you see what Bam's yeah. gear requirements are, because his gear requirements yeah. are... I've done Bam, bro, and I know you need the Kairos for him, but, like, yeah. it's just... It's just funny to me that a whole GL is, like, well, basically a whole GL is 10 bucks, and then Bam is 20, you know? I So I'm, I'm totally... I'm totally with people getting whatever. I mean, you can sell... For me, yeah. and maybe it's just my perspective as an endgame player, um, you can give every GLA for ten bucks. You know, I wouldn't bat an eyelash. I'd be fine. Six hundred gyro decks for him. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, dude, he's uh, he's, yeah. he's he's greedy. But you can give every GLA for ten bucks, and I wouldn't care because the thing is, mm. um, it, I think I think the players that are, I think players that have logged hours with their Galactic Legends are still going to come yeah. out on top. Because oh, the thing sure. is, I can give you the best brand new team in the world right now. You know, I can get you a uh, IG-12, Grogu, Paz, Vizsla, and let's just say the new bow comes out. I can give you that whole team, right? Mm-hmm. You're not know what to do with it because it's brand new. But when it, when, a, when a player gets a brand new team and they get that many, I'm like, dude, that's kind of intimidating. Like, I wouldn't know how to mod them. You know, then you got to do their Zetas. And then on top of that, you're going to also have to have the skill factor. Um, now, obviously, there's a lot of RNG in this game involved, but there's also skill that goes involved with the decision-making. So, like, a good example, I guess, would be, like, Sina Django. I probably have more hours logged with Sina Django versus Lord Vader than anybody in this game, okay? I have, somewhere in my PC, I probably have, like, 300-plus battles worth of footage. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Um, obviously, you can give the same team to somebody else, the same mods, but you're probably going to get a different outcome because, like, I just have more experience, more time with that character. Um, so that's why I'm like, I, I think it's fine. People that complain that they're giving stuff away for basically nothing, I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's good for the game. Like, just let people have fun. Let people do what they want to do. Like, yeah. you know, 
don't worry about it. But you know, some people were still I'm complaining sorry about that. It took you like ten plus months to get your GL and then like get your mods and all that stuff, and it's gonna take me like a month. You know, like I'm sorry about that, but like I wouldn't. I wouldn't because the thing is, the thing is, you you have to invest in the mods too. Like you got to go through yeah. all that, but you're, you're you're trying to do it in a shorter amount of time, and I'm like, that's exactly. intimidating to me. It's mm -hmm. hard. No, you're it's right. Like, you know, you, you nobody nobody in this game has like an extra ten character sets worth of mods just sitting around. Yeah. It's like, no, you're gonna be taking mods from your best characters. Uh, so that's what I do enjoy but, like the, the trickle down method where say you, you apply an offense health sets onto somebody, mm -hmm. then you take from the next person down, then the next person down, then the next person down. Which, it's fine for what you got, but then that just means you got to keep working on your mods. You're never yep. not working on them. Yeah, and let's just say the next Datacron set involves the characters you just took mods off of. Now you're just like, well, damn. You know? Mm -hmm. So, but the yeah, other than that, there's not a whole lot of news in the game. I mean, we still haven't gotten, uh, what's his name? Jar Jar Binks, Jedi? No, not yet. Should, not yet. Not yet. Should be... Enough. Like next week, soon-ish, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm fine with them taking as long as they need because that means that means Bo is not coming out right away. But I yeah. think the second they drop him, she's probably going to be the following week. Knowing them, yeah. yeah. And I mean, speaking of news, we'll transition into a little bit of Star Wars news that we have. Um, the 2024 Disney Plus watch list came out, and there were two Star Wars additions to the 2024 list there's some ones that didn't make it that we uh, anticipated and two that we didn't really know where they were going to go so disney confirmed that we're going to be getting star wars skeleton crew and star wars the acolyte in 2024 obviously the omissions that we were expecting were the bad batch and andor which... That's messed up because Bad Batch has been done. Bad Batch already. has been done. Correct. It's already done. They're just they're just gonna wait to stagger it. So that's kind of messed up. I, I think like that, they're doing that. I think they're using it as like a set uh, a fail safe, like a break the glass if we need it, kind of thing. No, they're they're gonna do the same thing that Bad Batch season two because season two got delayed like what almost two years or something like that, and mm -hmm. it was done, but they released it in between shows they're like oh we got nothing between this marvel show and that marvel show oh we'll just throw bad batch in there and like you know that that'll keep people interested maybe until the next like that, that's that's literally their model disney plus like their disney plus has been such a failure that like one they don't put out any like content i think that's even worth it too um they have to stagger their content because there's such a big lack of which is just mind-blowing to me but I mean, that's what they did. Like, a, like what Loki season two started mm -hmm. the week Ahsoka ended, and it's like after Loki ended, I was like, I don't know what else is coming out. I mean, I don't think there's anything else that comes out. Um, a lot of people have been unsubscribing lately, but yeah, Bad Batch season three—that's a bummer because that means we're gonna have to wait another what year and a half probably for that. Which uh, like, yeah, where we're at right now, twenty twenty-five. That's so weird to me because that just means that that just means the show's gonna be dead when it comes out. It's gonna receive low ratings. People are gonna say how horrible it is because no one's watching it. But it's not the show's fault. No, it's Disney's fault because there was such a big gap between season one and season two. 
now there's going to be an even bigger gap from season two and season season three, mm-hmm. and it's already a very niche show. It's not like a show you can just watch. It's like this is a, this is like your DLC for Clone Wars. It's like you have to enjoy yeah. Clone Wars, watch it all, then you can enjoy Bad Batch. It's like it's such a niche audience that actually enjoys the show. So I think that's very unfair for Bad Batch personally, but. Mm-hmm. Because you have to be a Clone Wars fan, and then you have to like it enough to care about the Bad Batch to watch their show. Yeah. Because, yep. um, I mean, there's not a lot of Supra fans who are going to watch everything just because it's Star Wars. I'm not even like no. that. I won't watch I'm not like that anymore anything. either. No. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's odd. Andor was pegged to come out in August, but obviously with the strikes that kind of shut down filming for what five six months a little bit longer than that but yeah so probably looking at i'd probably say may 2025 for andor may the 4th 2025 is gonna be 2025 is gonna be such a weird year it's gonna be wild because because of the strike Mm -hmm. everybody's projects are being pushed to 2025 so 2025 like I don't know. I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just guessing right now. This isn't even Star Wars related. I'm just guessing that people are going to be writing articles that stuff is not going to be doing well because there's going to be like um, entertainment overload. Yeah. Like, there's just going to be so everybody's got projects coming out 2025 and 2025. This is going to be like, there's just going to be too many things to consume. That's um, what I'm worried about for Star Wars because everything that we're kind of looking forward to. I know everything, is, man. Everything's 2025. Kenobi season everything. two, Book of Boba Fett season two, Mando season four, well, Ahsoka Rey season Rey two, Ray movie. movie. It's like that all can't come out in one year, so they're gonna stagger. And, and it. normally, normally that would get me very excited, be like, oh my god, like we're gonna be eating good tonight, boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, here's the problem. There's gonna be other families at this table too. You yeah. got Marvel. You got DC. I mean, you got. Um, just about so many other things where their projects are being pushed to 2025 it's just like i mean gta for example mm-hmm. like yeah. you got gta um i'm pretty sure star wars uh what's it called outlaws i'm guessing it's gonna get pushed to 2025 um because right now they're already projecting it's coming out fall next year so it already sounds like it's been moved or delayed mm-hmm. so i'm just like 2025 sounds like it's gonna be nuts um uh, which I, you know what bring it on bring it on but i mean for me trying to just think of i want star wars to do well this is going to be very difficult for star wars to do well when everyone else is competing at that level and producing that much content so it's like unless you really stand out it's gonna be really hard for them to stand out um i don't know i just wish they released more next year i really do i i just don't think it's gonna i think that the strike really put everything into perspective with star wars content in and of itself because there's so much being worked on right now we didn't even mention the lando show that's right is getting rewritten um i heard that was getting turned into a movie but then they changed their mind went back into a show your word is probably closer to the truth than what i would know I remember reading something like that, that they might just turn it into a movie because like it was either there's too many projects or there's scheduling issues and I'm like I'm honestly okay with another 
Yeah, Skeleton you know, Crew is coming out December 2024. Yeah. Per, per Bespin Bulletin, who... Yeah, holiday 24, all the way at the end of the year. It's like, ooh. Mm-hmm. That's the... Uh, and the Acolyte, they didn't say when. I'm, I'm assuming sooner. Acolyte is looking like June 24. Um, which I think it's a... What is it? 12 episodes? So that'd be like 10 weeks considering they do two episode drops at the start and then they might do a two episode drop for the finale which i'm a fan of but if not that's 11 weeks which would take us into august i think they should probably put bad batch out in august if they were smart bad batch should have dropped, bad batch should have dropped in spring bad batch should be out right it now it should it should be out right now but like i said they for whatever reason it feels like they really just don't give a shit about the Bad Batch. They're probably like, we're losing money on the show anyways. There's no point in releasing it. Like, let's just use it where we can bridge two shows together, which mm -hmm. really sucks. Because like I said, like that, that show, I think, is that show is really, really well done. I, I think I think the the best episodes in Bad Batch season one and two are better than anything in Clone Wars. Hands down. Because the Bad Batch is really dark. Um, I can go, I can talk on and on about how much Crosshair, I think, is one of the most interesting Star Wars characters they have created in the last decade. Let's do and it. I don't think they, they don't think they did it on purpose. I'm pretty sure it was on accident and he just happened to develop into the, this, this incredible character. Yeah, let's do it. This is our segment number two character spotlight. And today we're doing Crosshair. If you guys want to suggest anyone for next week, let us know in the comments. But right now. It's crosshair time. Me and Van Seal love this character. I've loved him since yeah. Bad Batch because he was kind of the only one that stood out from the pack and his energy yep. and his vibe. But what do you love about him the most? I love how real of a character he feels. Like, he is... Obviously, he sides with the Empire. But, you know, I, I just think that, like... He's such a complex character. Like he just has layers upon layers, and there's just—I I just love the dynamic of he still feels that he's part of his squad. He's still part of these, you know, his brothers, his brethren that he grew up with, trained with, fought with. Um, but because he has a different idea and he has a different perspective on, you know, just politics and what he believes is right. He sides with the Empire, mm -hmm. which is so ironic that Disney made a character like this because Disney's like, you know, it's either our way or the highway. But it's like, that's, I think, what makes Crosshair so interesting. It's just like he he solely believes what he is doing is for the betterment of everybody. And that is his point of view. And the Bad Batch respect that of him. They're like, OK, like he is he's still part of us. He just has a different, you know, he just thinks differently that he just thinks and then and they they understand that because they are different they're different from normal clones mm -hmm. but you know they do cross paths and they do have you know turmoil and conflict but you know at the end of the day it's like they're not going to kill each other but it's like they will get to that point um without having to pull the trigger but um and and the thing with crosshair is he's so stubborn i, I love his stubbornness because he he still wants to fight and be part of the system that he thinks is working. Obviously, it isn't. But it's like he's so rooted into thinking that this is right. Um, 
you know, he, he, he believes more about doing good instead of looking good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the thing that really shines the most with his characters. Like he doesn't care how he's portrayed. If, if people call him evil because he's with the Empire, then that's fine. But he is truly believes what he's doing is good. Um, and we get to see a lot of episodes from his perspective. And it, 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 a lot of it's really dark and really feels real, like in terms of like the situations he's put in. Yeah. Um, a lot the of messed up situations. Stuff. Very brooding. It, yeah like really just like stuff that i just i feel like we haven't really seen a whole lot of in star wars not not just in animation but just in like live action like we haven't seen yeah. a character kind of go through this um and it, it really is testing like where his loyalties lie yeah the scene that comes to mind with that is his first time leading a company and he has to go and like slaughter Sagarera's people they're unarmed. Mm -hmm. They have nothing on them. Yeah. His own troopers are saying they don't have weapons. Like, why Why are we going to kill them? Kills his own troopers. Kills all the people. Wild scene. And this isn't a kid's show, quote unquote, you know? Um, so yeah. I, I loved it. I loved it. And that's, like you said, the epitome of Crosshair is a good soldier follows orders. And we yeah. saw how emboldened and concrete that that idea is in his mind and his character arc is well he's not going to follow these same orders anymore because he realized that it's not right for people like him which are clones and he sees how yeah. the empire is treating clones and he's like i'm standing up against this and that outpost episode where he's bringing back the clone that's literally oh, dude, dying that man, one that one dude like that one got to me that was like the music everything yeah. i was just like dude that episode i i got i was a little bit pissed when i watched that episode i was like dude this is messed up what he's going through right now like and 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 to add to what you were saying about you know the epitome of him realizing what he's doing was wrong i love how long that it took yeah like it felt so organic because because we've seen that before in star wars where like you know people um from the empire defect like like finn for example finn does does it like overnight you know what i mean mm -hmm. um Iden versio does it overnight like we get all these strong characters that defect because like okay the empire is bad he doesn't do it overnight i mean he literally gives the empire the benefit of the doubt every single time he gives them chance after chance he's always defending their actions and he justifies them in a way where it's like, okay, like I can see from his perspective why he thinks this way. Mm -hmm. So I like that it's just this slow burn of a process for him to finally realize, okay. And, and you know, I don't even think because we haven't. That's kind of where season two leaves off. But like, I don't even think it's to the. I don't think it's the point of like, hey, empires are treating clones poorly because he's already seen that he is a clone. He sees how his clones are treated. I think it's like, okay that they're treating me like crap but now they're going after my you know my old crew mm -hmm. and i think that's where like i said like it it's all about where his true loyalties lie and i think at the end of the day if you had to choose between the empire and his you know his family that he grew up with he's going to choose his family that he grew up with but i don't think he realized that until you know all these horrible things just added up to him yeah um you know like you said that one episode of when they're in the snow he brings the the clone back that's dying and the Imperial officer just says, like, let them die. Like, who cares? Like, clones are whatever. 
and you know crosser retaliates by shooting him in the chest it's yeah. like dude that's such a great moment i was like dude i was like thank god like i would have done the same thing man because i mean they marched through the snow like for days or something like that mm-hmm. and they got yelled at because they were pr- supposed to protect stormtrooper armor it wasn't even armor for them it was like stormtrooper armor that they could have used to survive but they weren't allowed to even touch it so it's just like yeah, it's such a great episode man it just, was and like, like i said i think there's i i mean no disrespect to dave flown or anybody but like i think this was an accident because crosshair was not like this in clone wars he was not. He was just the cool sharpshooter. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, he's the cool sniper guy. I don't think they planned for him to be like like this. And maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it. That is a possibility. But just from my point of view, the most complex character we've had in the last decade of Star Wars. Easily. Honestly, I agree with you. I feel like uh, you're right. Crosshair wasn't really meant to be that kind of character, but a lot of people kind of saw themselves in Crosshair and was like, oh, this character actually is just like me. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. You know? So I agree with you yeah. there for sure. Like, and it's not... a... mm. Okay. I was gonna say I think it's a, it's also an interesting idea that we haven't seen in Star Wars where he's not and Star and Crosser isn't viewed as a hero or a villain. He's no. kind of more of an ant. He's almost closer he's to an the anti-hero. anti-hero. 100%. Yeah, closer to the closer to the anti-hero, but not quite to the point where it's like you can call him an anti-hero. But he's definitely closer towards that. But just having the struggle of having a different opinion i think is really interesting because a lot of star wars is like well you're either for the jedi or for the sith the empire the republic it's one or the other it's very black and white but this is like this is a gray area of star wars that really you know questions a lot of code of ethics i think in terms of like the star wars universe and the world building so it's like it it, it, it's just crazy like i said like such an accident in my opinion of a character but my god like super complex and I, I can't wait to see what happens in season three because like a lot of a lot of his character development i feel like happens throughout season two even though he's never in it like that's the other part that's so weird about him it's like he only shows up for like four episodes like mm-hmm. a handful of episodes but every episode he's in like 10 out of 10 episode man yeah. so good and i want to see how he's going to react when he finds out teak is gone you know his brother yeah yeah that too like that's that's gonna be huge um yeah because he doesn't know that and i mean like you know they're also brothers at the end of the day and it's like and i love the conversation between him and um commander cody yeah because he kind of feels like the older oldest brother he kind of feels like the older middle brother with yeah, with tech i agree and then wreckers their younger brother hunters mm-hmm. the eldest so i i just wonder how that's kind of gonna go because is he gonna be mad at his other uh comp- compatriots for not protecting him this that the other but probably all of the above man all yeah. of the above like when i look at bad batch i view crosshair as the main character i know it's all of, all of them but no one else in the show goes through more of an arc than he does because he goes through becoming the em- empirical snipe shooter and then growing out of it at in a completely different season. So you get two seasons of Crosshair with such a diverse 
and different arc than we've seen because we've never seen someone join the empire then grow out of it because of ways that he sees you know the empire is changing the empire is treating his people differently he's making them do stuff that he wouldn't want to do and that he's not getting the support that he deserves where he's at like the whole season he's kind of getting just kicked into the dirt and then spat on like he gets demoted he gets his squad yeah. taken away from him he gets subjugated to doing like the dirty work and the yeah. whole time he's like yeah he out qualifies almost everything that he does everything and it feels like every time they give him a new job it's lower and lower and lower mm -hmm. so it's i'm i'm more hyped for bad batch season three than most things coming out more hyped than mando season four i'll say that much yeah. and mando season four we're not gonna get until it looks like what 25 yeah it looks like probably, probably holiday holiday 25 so two years from now uh-huh and yeah, then ahsoka we're not gonna get until earliest december 2026 so oh three years damn yeah that strike really messed things up man mm-hmm but it just sucks going back to the bad batch I, I think it just sucks how like like i said the show you have to be a hardcore fan to get into the show um and so many people just review bombed it and like i get it it's like if you're if you're not watching it as a diehard clone wars fan then yeah the show's not gonna matter so much to you but i'm like it's just like and and i will i will i'll, I'll be as unbiased as i can i will say this the bad batch season one and two um have probably the worst filler episodes in any of yes. Star Wars. Like um, ones that you can outright skip. Yes, you can absolutely skip some of the episodes. But it's like it's like the show is so polarizing. It's like the bad shows are like real I mean the bad episodes are like really, really bad. But then the good episodes are like the best ever. And there's like no like middle ground with the bad patch. It's so weird. Mm. It's like it's like it's either a good it's either it's either you watch a show or watch this episode or you don't watch this episode it's just that's just how it is yep and we did a watch through and we were sitting through some of the filler episodes and we're like this kind of ass let's just skip it yeah <laughs> yeah man some of them are but i, I, mean... I think it, it, as long as what i would do with the bad batch especially because there's 16 episode seasons i drop three episodes at a time at least two episodes at a time. Yeah, I would too. Because like, they're only like 27, earlier, sure 28 minutes tops. They are, but but I, like I said, I think Disney's using it as a bridge to yeah. fill in the time between this Marvel show and this Star Wars show. So it's like if the time is like, you know, let's say 16 weeks, I'm like, okay, we're going to need 16 episodes. And it's like, ah. Yeah. You know, one a week, it's... Which is not, not fair for the Bad Batch show to be used like that, but... No, you know. especially because it, it it's one of the low budget shows. There's maybe yeah. four or five voice actors in the entire show. <laughs> it's all D. Bradley and, Baker, man, just the, talking to himself. Yeah, the rest <laughs> you're literally just paying animators, you know. So, it, and they, yeah. they probably lose money on the show. Like I won't lie, like they are probably lose. They probably lost a lot of money off season two. They probably lost money on season one, but like. It's such a great show, man. It's such a hidden gem. And I'm just like, it just sucks to see that it's yeah. uh, 
you know, maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just um, I'm the off meta guy and I like to watch all the crappy shows. I don't know. But I think it goes I, back I, to marketing I, for losing money, though, because you're telling me that you can't sell Bad Batch action figures. You're telling dude, me that I, like, well, they can't sell Star Wars action figures, period. Not just Bad Batch. They just can't sell Star Wars, period, right now. So that's that's the, the main issue. It's nuts to me. It is nuts yeah. to me. I'll never understand that because, bro, if I was a kid growing up during the Bad Batch, are you freaking kidding me? I would be oh, all I over know. it. Yeah, I'd absolutely. be all over it. Toys, I'd get a Nerf. I'd get a Nerf collab going. Get all the blasters. Get Crosshair Sniper. That'd be so sick. You can get Omega's uh, bow and arrow. It'd be get tight. Wreckers, uh, teddy bear from my bed. <laughs> yeah, and like even like costumes, armor, masks, yeah. all kind of stuff. Because they're all different, and I think they they even mixed up like the armor color. They're orange now. Next season, they'll oh, probably yeah. be See, the green. Se the season two, the season two outfits are amazing, absolutely amazing. I just, yeah, so... I'm just curious to know where they're gonna go with it because they have to go somewhere optimal with it. And Bad Batch deserves it. It really deserves it. And and the thing with the Bad Batch too is it answers probably one of the biggest questions I had as a kid growing up is what happens to all the clones? Yeah. And you know, back then there's oh they all become stormtroopers and then once they get old enough they it's like well did they all just become stormtroopers? That's just such a like cop out of an answer. It's like it, that's not you know exactly how it happened i mean for the majority of them they became stormtroopers but like the, the clones were kind of treated like shit and discarded as like nothing so mm -hmm. um some of the more you know boring for some people boring episodes were just a bunch of politics but it's really interesting to see like how the clones are fighting for like a retirement bill they're trying to vote pass it on the senate um you know and there's just all these like shit down who know shit like that's awesome <laughs> yeah like it, it's yeah and then and some of the clones like like what happened to camino you, you find out what happens to camino on the show and mm -hmm. and to me that was a uh that was a really like hard to watch moment for me because you know i grew up with the prequel trilogy so camino was just like just oh, yeah. engraved in my brain like i've been there in battlefront i've been there you know in the movies like i know camino like the back of my hand and then to see it empty to see the mess hall the cafeteria empty the hallways empty the hangers are empty it was like really eerie to me i'm like wow man like i've never seen this place has always been just populated with just clones and kaminoans everywhere yep and to see it empty and then to get it destroyed just, felt, by clones weird. yeah and clones were like the ones end, that did it it felt like the end of an era mm -hmm. when i saw it get destroyed and i was like dude that was like for me, I don't know. That was a really, really hard to watch moment because I was like, "Dang, that's a," it's like something I'd never, never thought I'd ever see ever. Like that's not something I'd ever imagined that would happen to Camino, but mm -mm. just shows you what the Empire does. And it adds context, you know. Like you said, you didn't know what happened, and when you learn what happened, like you feel dirty. You feel dirty. Yeah. You, you feel bad because we grew up and, watching Clone Wars yeah. and Attack of the Clones and. Our Star Wars was clone oriented, and you never got those answers until the Bad Batch, which it's a very important series. It really is. Yeah, and you can tell it's really good writing because it makes you realize how evil the Empire is. Obviously, they are—they're clearly the bad guys in the story, right? Mm -hmm. But like, 
because it makes you like man like damn they're doing some shady stuff or what they're doing is sick i can't believe they're how can they treat people like that you know that just shows that it's good writing because it's getting you to care um you know kind of kind of going back to the whole skylar white <laughs> scenario it's yeah. like if you hate her that means she's doing a good job and it's good writing yep do you think there's good yeah like, do you think there's adamantly good guys in the empire yes absolutely jack look at jack black <laughs> nah i think he's a the biggest villain of them all could you imagine him on the on a star destroyer bridge just dancing around singing <laughs> they try to kidnap a uh a princess dude and make her marry him so there's that yeah he did he tried his, his star destroyer is in the shape of like bowser's face yeah <laughs> well um no but seriously i do think there are some good people in the empire um because in the older public you, you know jump in time periods you learn that there's a lot of sith that actually have pretty good conscience a lot of things that they say make sense and you would agree with them they have a pretty level head mm -hmm. and then you'll realize there are some jedi that are just corrupt and messed up and you know so I, I, de I don't think that's for everybody, but I definitely think there are there are some people in the Empire that are, you know, decent people. Um, you know, a lot of people that, you know, maybe not the Empire because the Empire wasn't around very long, but like the Sith Empire, you know, if you grew up on a certain planet raised by a certain family, it's like, well, you're going to believe and go work for, you know, these people because that's where you grew up. I mean, it's just like you're not going to know any other way of life. Yes. So I think some people that were born into the Empire, it's like, well, what other choices do they have? You know what I mean? It's like, they may still be a good person at, at heart, but, you know, they believe in the Empire because it's like their mom and dad work for the Empire, you know, the mm -hmm. Empire paid their school tuition or whatever. It's like, that's, that's all they know. Yeah, it's kind of like the Separatists. Like, if you're born on a Separatist planet, that's the kind of government that you know. And I was yeah. having this conversation with somebody, and I forgot how it came up, but it was like, oh, I know. The someone asked, "Would you rather date a hot liberal or a mid Republican?" And I was asked, "I'll do you one better: hot separatist or mid Galactic Republican?" And he was like, "Hot separatist, because they're the good guys, anyways." And that just got me thinking: Were Are the, they though? Yeah, Are they? Were the separatists the good guys? Who were the good guys of the Republic? Because I understand the philosophy that. The separatists just want to be like their own separated. governing they want bodies. To be separated. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. But is that is that truly an evil thing? Obviously the way they went about it, you know, blockades, um, oppressing nations, oppressing not nations, but planets and stuff. Obviously how they did it was evil, but is the ideology of being separate to be free is that a evil thing at its core yeah that's a big question i mean it's it, it's tough because i the more i watch clone wars the more you more watch not just clone, the more i watch palpatine the more i'm like damn the separatists really just got screwed they really did mm -hmm. um Obviously, everything was like it, everything happened because of Palpatine. Obviously, he was behind everything. But I think if Palpatine wasn't in the picture, 
I don't think he would have had a Clone Wars. I think I think what would have, would have ended up happening was he probably would have had some smaller conflicts. But I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if the separate if you just let the separatists be the separatists and the Republic be the Republic, I think things would have been fine. But obviously, that's not what happened. Um, so it's it's hard to say who was right and wrong because, like I said, there, there's there's a lot of good people that care about looking good. Mm. But then they end up doing evil. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that I think look evil because you don't agree with their point of view. But in reality, they are actually doing a lot of good. They just don't care that they look good. Mm-hmm. Um, so you it, know, when you think about one. it, I feel like the Clone War is kind of like, um, kind of like the Civil War now. Yeah. If you really think about it. Like the Separatists are the South in the situation because they lost, so they're deemed the bad guys. The Galactic Republic is the North, because they won, so they're deemed the good guys. Uh, also, they support democracy, so <laughs> that's a big one. Um, uh, obviously, the South wanted to be their own nation, and that's one of the reasons they tried to split off from the North. Mm-hmm. Tried to be their own, their own kind of America, in a sense. Uh, also, you have the clones who could, in this situation, be quote-unquote slaves, you know? Yeah, so, well, it's, it's hard. It's hard to. It, I I can get. I understand where you're coming from that, but it's just in this like the the one thing I think that um, had to happen was the the near extinction of the Jedi because the Jedi definitely lost their way. Like they they oh, yeah. they all of a sudden like they were not peacekeepers. They were just basically super police. Like like almost like the Avengers. You know how like the Avengers had like the Accords and all that stuff or like, yeah, you guys just go save the day, but you don't care about the buildings you just dropped on like 12 people. Same, I, I feel like that's the same thing with the Jedi. The Jedi were like, the, the Jedi viewed themselves, I feel like as celebrities almost. Um, mm. Certain ones did. I think there were certain ones yeah. that upheld, but that, like everyone knows, if you're a fan of this podcast, I am not a fan of Galactic Republic Jedis. No. They're very, they're, they're so ignorant to what's actually going on. And they're, they're totally like blind to actually being, you know, what I think a Jedi should be. Yes. Um, and I think the only person that we see that ends up doing that in the Clone Wars is Ahsoka towards the end of the show. There's in the, you know, the whole Clone Wars is you get to see her actually, you know, go out of her way, be selfless and go do that but like you know mace windu is all about following orders and all that and yoda yoda makes a bunch of bad calls but i guess he tries to make the best of it <laughs> but um yoda got beat Sim- simply as that he got beat he had yeah, a 28 he had a 28 to 3 halftime lead in the super bowl and he let the empire rise from the ashes but you know what? It's so interesting that I th- there's a lot of people that say that Yoda Yoda knew the Jedi were going to be extinct. Yoda knew something bad was happening. He just didn't know the details. He just didn't know when, where, and who. Mm-hmm. Um, but he knew it had to happen. He knew that it was part of the Force. It's it's something that's going to happen. It's got to happen. I just don't think he wanted to accept why. And it's just because, dude, the Jedi are so far gone. Yeah. Like they are, they've lost their way. Like, you can't, this is not something where we can just sit out, you know, and at everybody and say, hey, tomorrow morning when you come to the temple, here are our new policies and terms of service. It's not like you could just do that. It was like, no, you, you've been teaching kids 
for decades the wrong way, and now you guys are in a war as peacekeepers? It's like, you guys are, like, totally off the mark. So, mm -hmm. yeah, wiping the slate clean, killing all the Jedi, I think, was the only way that the idea of a Jedi can actually survive. That's why I think post-purge Jedi are the closest yeah. thing to what a Jedi looks like, what a Jedi should be. Yep. And it makes, like, and like we discussed last week, two of my top three favorite Jedi, just in terms of b what it means to be a Jedi, are post-purge Jedi, mm -hmm. Obi-Wan and Kanan. Like, they're everything yep. that a Jedi should be, but the Galactic Republic ones, man, I think the power got to them. And I think oh, they yeah, were hungry absolutely. for that power. And they yeah, didn't want to see it. Exactly. Yeah. Mace Windu is a prime example. Like Mace Windu. I knew deep down. Mace knew. That he had peaked. Yoda wasn't going to die anytime soon. Yoda was not going anywhere. Yoda was the only guy above him. I yeah. think Mace was struggling with that. Because in oh, any, other, any other lifetime. Mace is the Grandmaster Jedi. Not, yeah. not the vice grandmaster. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that that started to eat at him, started to erode at him, and he did start getting some really bad calls being made. Um, I really like Old Republic Jedi too. There's a lot, like, some yeah. of my top Jedi are probably Old Republic, but again, like, there it's just, yeah, I the think, Galactic Republic Jedi, man, they're just, they're just... I think it peaked with Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon was like the last yeah the last the last OG yeah the yeah, last OG think about when he was killing Palpatine bro like uh Anakin is right he's like yo we need to take him into the council and have them like deliver a sentence and he's like no we should kill him now the reason he wants to do that is not because he like believes that Palpatine needs to die right away he wants to be the war hero that killed Palpatine yeah and stopped stuff you know that's what I never <clears> even <throat> looked at it like oh, that he wanted to be the guy that ended the Sith. I'll yeah. never understand that move, man. <laughs> At Mace, it's like, if you wanted to kill a man, you just need to, like, extend your forearm forward by about six inches. You don't need to, like, do this whole swing. Oh, he was going for up. the beheading. He was going for the beheading. Oh, yeah. I was like, dude, you, you have your saber at his throat. You just need to move it forward. And you're good. I mean, but instead, you're, you're doing a flashy swing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Mike, what, what is he gonna do? Block it with his hands? <laughs> I mean, he could, but no. But that's a really like, that's a sick take, Fred. That he wanted yeah. to be. I never even thought about it like that. That he oh. wanted to be the guy that ended the Sith. He's like, no, this is my only way to get promoted past Yoda. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. So look, so look great on my resume. And I think he wanted that. I yeah. think oh, yeah. he really wanted that. A Sith Master taking over the the Galactic Republic for however many years under Yoda's watch. Like, Yoda was done for, man. Mm -hmm. He was jumping that Grandmastership. Probably so. also wanted to do it because if he did get promoted past Yoda, he could fire Anakin. Yeah, yeah. true. Like, Anakin, we're making you a Padawan again. Yeah. Here, here's your braid. <laughs> I never, like... I never understood why Mace didn't trust him. Because they make Mace out to be this like all see all like all seeing seer. No pun intended, but big eyes. 
it never court like he never did anything to break his trust in any book that i've read in any clone wars episode he never did anything apart i think a lot of it was just mace knew that anakin had the potential to surpass him at a very young age and mace was probably that's like, what it was i can't help this kid because it's going to end up hurting me in the long run yeah and there's Which did. let me go grab it real quick y'all can keep talking it's kind of like um you know like in cinderella when the evil stepmother like treats like cinderella poorly but treats like her kids like really well yeah it's like that you know, like mace has no connection to anakin and he knows that like if he gave anakin like any kind of affection whatsoever like it would only help him He's not trying to help someone that's like gonna surpass him one day, you know? He wants yeah. to play that top card, so. Yep. Anakin and glass slippers. I could see it now. <laughs> yeah. You go into the ball in a pumpkin. His Jedi Starfighter pumpkin. <laughs> Jedi Starfighter pumpkin. Nice. Yeah, so yeah. in the Jedi Path, which is like the journal handed down from Master to um master to apprentice from yoda all the way down to luke there's a section about the prophecy of the chosen one and it's defaced everything's crossed out and is it crossed out purple marker no it's black marker but someone someone obviously did their magic and lifted the defacings to see what was written and one of the passages was the chosen one would have a higher authority than the Grandmaster Jedi. Well, yeah, I mean. And I got to thinking, like, somebody between Luke and, like, Qui-Gon had to have defaced that section. It wasn't Qui-Gon, because he read it. He knew it word for word, verbatim. So, either Obi-Wan... Anakin, Ahsoka. Mace. Mace. I think Mace Windu somehow got his hands on it and defaced it. Because yeah, man. if Anakin read that, he'd be like, oh shit, this is me. So I don't think it was Anakin. I don't think it was Obi-Wan either, but it could have been, but Obi-Wan mm. was all about protecting Anakin. Yeah. So I don't think he would have done that, but I think Mace, Mace Windu Mace. did it. Because, he, uh, yeah, like Fred said, he wanted to be him, but he wasn't. Yeah. You know, Mace had to go behind Dooku's back to get the Jedi Council spot. Yeah. So we know off rip, he's not the most, what's the word, honorable guy. Yeah. We see shit that he does in the Clone Wars. He's not a team player. No, yeah. and if he was... He would have killed Dooku instead of, you know, holding out a saber at his throat. He would have just cut his head off if he was a team player. But Bro, he was about to kill Boba's dad right in front of him. That's not very Jedi-like. No. And That's then... crazy. He's about to kill some boy's father in front of him. We could talk about this. And then he taunts ages. and then he taunts Boba in the Clone Wars and Boba's trying yeah. to kill him. 
I'm like, dude, you're not even saying you're sorry. No. Like, what a dick. Instead, I'm gonna throw this kid in prison, teach him a lesson, yeah. and he should come. He should come out a, a Boy Scout after being in the Slammer for about you know two years. Hanging oh out with... no, he gets worse. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Who'd have thought? Hanging out with Boss Cad Bane, the the galaxy's finest. <laughs> As like a 13 year old, yeah, it's yeah. a great place to put a kid, man. Unreal. Stupid maze. Um transitioning to our last segment because i know we want to keep it concise today is there anything that we want to add to our canon right here right now we didn't talk about a lot of video games or comics or anything yes i want to add because i think it you got you're at me thinking earlier in the beginning of the segment um i think we can add jedi knight and jedi academy the cop stuff i think we can add that i don't think it changes anything to force awakens I don't think so. I don't think so. Because Luke does lose a temple of students, but that wasn't the temple on Yavin that they had. No. So it could be two separate temples. And I'm trying to think of anything else, but I'm like, I don't think That's... I don't think it changes much. Okay, and it's twelve years after the Battle of Yavin. And then Academy is fourteen. So, yeah, yeah, and that's all that's all post Mando stuff too. So that's like that doesn't that's like that just slots right in. Yeah. That's post Ahsoka. Jedi. And that could explain where Luke's at during Ahsoka. Cause I think it's roughly around the same. About. Um and since we're on the topic of video games, I would like to add Shadows of the Empire. Oh, hell yeah, man. Get that in there. That thing is way too good. And that's way, way too right good. at uh, Empire Strikes Back. Mm hmm. It's kind of like conjoined with it, so I'm going to put a slash because it really is. Yeah, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like the end of Clone Wars in Episode 3. It's like they're happening at the same time, yeah. just in different parts of the galaxy. But yeah. Um. Vader comics. How do we feel about the Vader comics? I love. Them. I haven't read all. I haven't read them all, but the ones I've read, yeah, I don't think there's. I don't think I have a problem with putting them in. Vader comics, Doctor Afra. More of the bounty hunters. Hell yeah, man. Mm hmm. Um, and yeah. then Old Republic stuff, like. Put it all in. All of it. <laughs> all of it, because. It has no effect on anything. No, it doesn't. Just such a long time ago. Put so it all in. Kotor, Kotor, Kotor 2, Kotor. Swator, um, the Bane I'm sure, Trilogy. I'm not, I'm not crazy about the High Republic, though. I don't know if you want to put that or not. I want to add Plagueis. And I'm okay with having gaps, too, because we... We have we, tons of gaps, yeah. There's plenty of gaps. They don't need to be filled in. There's a thousand-year okay. gap between the Old Republic and the Bane Trilogy. There's a thousand year gap. The, the, the end of the Old Republic. Yeah. Because the Old Republic itself, I believe, is... I forget if it's three or five Like the game. The game, the Old Republic. Because uh, uh, Revan... MMO, right? Yeah, Revan died yeah. a thousand and three years before the first Bane novel. Yeah, and Revan lived to be like five, six hundred years old. Mm-hmm. 
just nuts because they're you know people probably listen are like wait wait did you say that right five six or it's like yeah in the old republic things were crazy things were super super crazy um again i'm if, if star wars is as bad as we think it's going to be in the next year i might go back to the old republic again because that's actually what got me into it is when we had a big lull period of star wars i was like well this still exists and you know this doesn't really get touched by anything disney does so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a safe space for star wars i'm gonna add that dog shit book battle scars because terrible the Cal Kestis book because they had yeah. alien stormtroopers. It, it was a very Weird. bad book. Bad book. Um, so we have Obi Wan Kenobi as Legends, Book of Boba Fett as Legends, Mando season three as Legends. Um, did we want to add any other? I think we we did everything TV show and all that. I don't think. Um... Any other video games, any comics? I think there's a couple things we're missing, but a lot of it just kind of gets overridden. Like, there's a lot of older Clone Wars comics, but mm -hmm. the the Clone Wars we have now kind of overrides all of those, so I'm not going to include those. That's not really a point. Um, i trying to think. I feel like we have, like, 90 to, like, 95% of the stuff I want in there. If there's anything, like, I can't think of, I, I just oh, can't think what of about, uh... missing. The Star Killer games. I don't know. So it's like I. So here's my opinion on Star or Star Killer. I want him in. Just, I just think that yeah. they have to change his role in his story just a little bit. I think yeah. they just have to tweak it around because I think with the way things are set up, I feel like his story doesn't make sense as much. Like definitely get rid of the second game. I think the second game is atrocious. Like just. I think they should go in Legends. But they need to make a canon variant of him. See, but I, so the canon variant of him is I I want him and not not because of the Ahsoka show, and whatever uh, Malik or Merrick, whatever that guy's name was, mm -hmm. uh, Merrick. Sorry, Merrick. That was his name. I Mar want Star Killer to be an Inquisitor because that's what he was. Yeah. In the Force Unleashed one, let him be the, the OG Inquisitor, the, the first brother. Well, not even the first. That'd, that'd be a cool name, right? Because yeah. we don't we don't have that. But yeah, no. be the first brother. Um, yeah, the brother, very first, the, brother. <laughs> the very first, first inquisitor. Yeah, the first brother. brother. <laughs> first bro. <laughs> um, my number one bro. <laughs> come here, my bro. Give me some. Dab me up, bro. What are his games even called? I can't think of it right now. The Force Unleashed. The Force Unleashed. TFU, just this is TFU for sure. Um, I I would like the first game to be somehow made canon because it does handle Shakti's one of her six deaths. Yeah, <laughs> not sure which one's real. The um, canon one is the deleted scene where Anakin kills her. I thought Grievous kills her. In the in episode three animated variation. Oh, he does. He does. There's another deleted scene where he kills her. Man, they just don't know how shocked he dies. But there's, a, there's a deleted scene that is the canon one where she's meditating mm. in the temple and Anakin mm. comes in and kills her. He just pulls out a Glock and shoots her. Yeah, I like that one better. And she's um, like, Skywalker, <laughs> you seem troubled. And then just... <laughs> dead. Yep. 
Um, I think we need like uh, like all of her deaths to be canon, so she dies like seven times like a cat. Yeah. Nine, there you go. Like there you go. Yeah, dies nine times like a cat, dude. So we. Yeah. I don't know. I would like I would like parts of the Force Unleashed one to be canon because there are some parts that I think are pretty important. Um, I just don't think the second game cuts it for me. I really wasn't a fan of the second game, but the first very one, if, if we could if we can alter it, I would like it. Mm-hmm. It's very quick. Um, yeah, it's very short. It feels like it was rushed in development. Like it felt very rushed. Like I remember one one entire mission. It's like you have to talk to Yoda, and it's like you're on Dagobah. It's like oh cool, it's gonna be sick. And like Yoda's like literally like ten feet in front of you, and it's like oh you completed the mission. I'm like, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say, Dooku Jedi Lost. Great book. Really Ooh, good book. Okay. Okay. Um, it's oh. It's a kind of I got a another, story. Another book series. Oh man, I never finished it though. Uh, I've read like the first three. The Boba Fett series. Dude, such a cool series to have. Which one? I don't one know if any of you guys read it. I don't think I they're haven't. canon. Um let me let me let me see if I can Google it real quick. That would be the right name. I want to say it's called Um Boba Fett. Let me see. Hold on. Is it came it, out like right after Attack the Clones. Um, is it what was Fight it to Survive? That's one of them, yeah. So there's six okay. books, yeah. Uh, Boba Fett. Um, so it is basically told from the point of view of Boba from like Attack of the Clones before and after Attack of the Clones. Yeah. And kind of like what happens, like what he has to go through and, you know, just... Yeah, no, that's a really cool series because not, not nothing crazy happens in it, but it's just cool to see like, like, because we don't really see what happens to Boba like after you know Django just dies and what happens and like after he gets left on Genosis, like like what happens to Boba? Who's taking care of him? Who's his guardian? Um, you get to see a little bit of that in Clone Wars, but like it, that kind of skips ahead a little bit. So um, it's okay. really cool to see like a a preteen to a teenage version of Boba Fett and kind of what he has to go through. Have you looked at um, the Bounty Hunter Code? I know which one. Yeah, I know what that is. I haven't read it, but yeah. I'm going to look and see if it's on Amazon because it looks sick. It's kind of like this Jedi book that I have. Yeah, but, but it's the Bounty Hunter variant. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they came out around the same time, I remember. It's only 12 bucks. Come on now. Done. Buy I will that. trade you twelve pieces of paper for your one big piece of paper. Ain't that funny? How the economy works. But yeah, I try not to think about it too much. I think that's a good place to leave it for now. If we think of anything, we can talk about it in future episodes. But we have tons of stuff from we're now Kotor all the way to Episode Seven, The Force Awakens. Nothing after it quite yet, but we'll see what happens. Anything else that you guys want to talk about or add, or is that a good place to leave it for now? I think it's a good place to leave it, and we'll, we'll slowly kind of like alter our canon as we come up with things or read more. Yes. Yeah. Maybe the viewers can throw in like a couple things as well, you know? Just be like, yeah, you guys didn't talk about this, you know? Like, and then we can talk about that, you know? Yeah, if we missed anything, guys, do let us know. Um, but as for now, that's going to do it for episode 18 of the Archives podcast. Let us know what character you'd like in the spotlight next week. And if there's anything that we missed out, do let us know. 
we'll catch you next time for fred van seal and myself have a good one may the force be with you and deuces manuses bye